Welcome to the Weedworks Podcast. It's blunt talk about working in the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman. Weedworks is brought to you by handgrown.jobs. Handgrown.jobs connects cannabis job seekers to cannabis employers. It's a free resource for people that want to get a job in the cannabis industry. If you want to start your green dream job, then head over to handgrown.jobs, sign up, create your profile, upload your resume to 100%, and start applying for those exciting careers and essential careers in the cannabis industry. The Weedworks podcast is recorded and brought to you by handgrown.jobs. And talking about getting a job in the cannabis industry, Weedworks has partnered with a nonprofit organization that makes free resources available to community members who'd like to get a job in the cannabis industry. Have you struggled with getting a resume? Do you not know how to get into the industry? Unsure if your skills will transfer into the cannabis sector? Our cannabis, the nonprofit organization, focuses on cannabis workforce development. All the resources are free to community members. If you'd like help, you can reach out to our cannabis at contact at ourcannabis.org. That's contact at ourcannabis.org. Again, all the resources are free and available to anyone who would like help getting into the cannabis industry. You can also reach out to the Weedworks podcast directly. Our in studio hotline is 616 206 3240, and that connects you to the Weedworks podcast where we can answer your questions, thoughts, concerns and have a blunt conversation about working in cannabis. Let's get into today's podcast. I'm excited for our guest, and let's just dive right in. Okay, today's guest is Zach, and he's from Missouri. He had reached out to me on Facebook. He needs help with a resume. And so, you know the drill. We're going to talk to Zach, get his story, get his background, find out what his interest in the cannabis industry is, And then we'll have a follow-up with him where we walk through ways and techniques that we have improved his resume, which ultimately will improve his chances at getting a job in the cannabis industry. So let's jump on the phone with Zach. Hey, this is Zach. Sorry I couldn't get to the phone. Send me a brief message in your number, and I'll go right back to you. Thanks. Hey, Zach. It's Matt Hoffman. Just wanted to touch base about our call today. I'm in the studio. Feel free to give me a call back at 616. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye. We never heard from Zach. I sent him emails saying, hey, we're still on, confirming the time, called, left the voicemail, never heard back. And I just want to say, you know, it's his loss. It's disappointing when people say that they want help and they want to put the effort in. And then they don't do it. So best of luck to you, Zach. But we've moved on. There are are people in line that are willing to put the effort in, that are willing to do the work, and we want to help them. So for those those people out there that are, are not like Zach, that want to put the effort in, that will do what's necessary to get a to get a job that'll that'll change your life, then reach out to us. Contact at ourcannabis.org. That's contact at ourcannabis.org, or you can reach us here in the studio, 616-206-3240. And that connects you to the studio. And yeah, best of, best of luck, Zach. But uh, I don't have time 
to play games, nor do I have time to have my team's time wasted. Well, it's really about wasting other people's time and squandering their opportunity. I mean, we have a line of people that we are helping. The time that was spent preparing for him, it could have been spent helping someone like you or someone who actually wanted to put in the effort and put in the work. So cannabis is hyper competitive and there's not a lot of information about the industry or about how to get in. And that's really the point in the podcast is to to try to prepare people for working in the industry and give people a helping hand and the, the best advantage that we can. And so it's frustrating, not for me, not so much for me personally. I mean, it, it's more frustrating that that was hours of dedicated time that could have been put into somebody who would actually do something. And so his, really, it, it's his loss. It, it really is his loss. And it's the loss of the people that we could have been helping. So I'm not going to waste another breath on him. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to beg you to help you. So good luck, man. You're going to fucking need it because the world is run by the people that show up and put the effort in. And I understand that life happens unexpectedly more often than not, but it just takes a second to say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Hey, I can't, I, can I reschedule? Hey, can I do this? I mean, these are the, the essential and fundamental things of being an adult and being a professional in the workplace. So I felt like that was important. You know, I was, I went and took a lunch and did some other work because there's always work to do. And I thought, you know, this is, this is fucking bullshit. And, uh, yeah. So I felt like sharing that with you. I we're, we're in the business of helping people. And I personally won't let one negative experience sour the, you know, one bad apple sour the, the bin. I, it, it's just not worth it. So we are going to move on and we're going to talk to Kenny, who I actually grew up a, a couple streets over from me and we reconnected. I was selling my old house and he saw it and reached out to me on Facebook and we started talking. He said, Hey, aren't you in the cannabis industry? I said, yeah. He said, Oh, I'd like to get in. Can you help me? And I said, absolutely. So we're going to jump on the phone with Kenny and catch up a little bit and then find out what he's been up to, what he'd like to do in the cannabis industry. So here we go. We're going to talk to Kenny right now. Hey, Kenny, it's Matt Hoffman. How you doing? Hey, Matt. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, another day at the office for me. Uh, Just... Back to back podcasts. So <laughs> I've been spending okay. I've been spending time in the studios today. Were you still trying to meet up today or no? Oh, we're gonna do uh we're gonna do it digitally. One what I'd like to do is just talk about your background, you know, what you've done for work, why you're transitioning from from an iron worker into cannabis, and to get some okay. somewhat of an idea of, you know, for the people that that don't know you, I mean, because you know, we lived around the block from each other from so to get an idea of the people that don't know you, what your background is, what your story is, and why you're getting into cannabis. And then I've got you scheduled with my mom to go through your resume. She's going to be taking a look at that. Okay. I think she's going to be looking at that like Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, and we'll follow up with you and then 
your resume is going to look totally different, totally different night and day. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's just, let's just get an idea of what you've been up to and kind of what your story is and why you want to make the, what you're doing now and why you want to make the switch into like full-time cannabis work. Okay. Uh, where you going to start at? Yeah. Start at the beginning. So where are you working now? What are you doing? Um, well, my, my, uh, mother was diagnosed with stage three cancer right before COVID hit. And I was talking to her about possibly looking into, um, CBD, maybe some type of extract oils or whatnot to help her heal. Yeah. And, um, so anyways, with iron work, it's not bad. It's not a bad job. It's just, uh, quite a bit more difficult than I had ever imagined. And I feel like I don't, I don't really need to put my life on the line every day to work. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the uh, team carrying, you know, hundreds of pounds of rebar, working hundreds of feet in the air, being aware of trapped gases and some of the spaces. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like iron work doesn't yeah, seem like the safest. Or easiest? No, it's definitely not the safest, but I mean, they got a really good pension system, and like I said, their pay is really good. They got a total package where I see 21 an hour on my check, but I'm actually making like 65 an hour because of all the benefits that they offer, which is free. But at the end of the day, I just don't enjoy it, man. I hate my job. Well, yeah, that's... You know, I'm two that's years into my apprenticeship, and I need um, 8,500 hours of on-the-job training to be able to graduate my apprenticeship. Wow. Yeah. And I'm only sitting at like 1400 and it's just like, I've already fractured one of my ribs. Wow. Um, put me down for about three months just from carrying some rebar. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Okay. So yeah. What, um, let's just jump right in. What would you, what would you need as far as a pay scale to make the transition from, iron working into cannabis well it's just something i love doing it's um I, you know i grow outside of work and um i've just enjoyed every minute of it yeah but rubber meeting the road like with the benefits that you're getting with being part of the union and then the actual pay itself what would you need like what sort of a salary would you need to be to actually be able to you know, keep the lights on and mortgages and payments and all that other stuff. And really anything over, um, I mean, yeah, it does kind of suck jumping from possibly 21 plus an hour down to 15 plus an hour. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to be able to go to work and, you know, love every day. Right. Yeah. And if, and if it's, and if it's a hobby of mine that I do outside of work as well, that's just going to be an added bonus plus all the experience, all the knowledge that I'll gain from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I usually hang out in the, the pragmatic zone and, um, but you hit the nail on the head. If you're miserable at work, then I mean, to say it doesn't matter is not really accurate, but if you're miserable, then who fucking cares? It's time to go, you know? So I can relate right. to you on that one. I mean, I'd I'd like to get something anywhere from sixteen to eighteen or nineteen bucks an hour. Okay. Just because I know, just because I know that I'm a hell of a hard ass worker, and you know, I make sure I get shit done. 
Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, you're a fucking iron worker, so I mean, <laughs> uh, hard work. Like when when I look at your resume and I see union iron worker, I'm like, okay, this is a dude who's tough as nails, who works his fucking ass off all day, every day. Like work ethic doesn't really come into question. <laughs> it's when I look at that. Yeah, uh, it was just more like the the practical things of like can you afford to do it financially? And it sounds like you can, and that's great. And the, the wage that you're looking at is, is well within reason uh, in the cannabis, well within reason, even at entry level positions. Yeah. So you've been growing how long, so you're a caregiver. So how long you've been growing? Uh, three years. Right on. And uh, indoor, outdoor, greenhouse, indoor. Uh, soil, hydroponic, cocoa. Uh, in, indoor um, cocoa is the main base for the soil. We I, I usually mix it with uh, happy frog. Okay. Give it that extra little bit of nutrients, and uh, I go. I switch between. I jump between pro mix and uh, ah, what's the other one? Oh, I forget. I forget the name of the other one. Pro mix is the main one that I use. Yeah, the block. Um, sunshine number four. If you're if you're sticking with like the the peat base i but i got you with a and i and i run all the whole line of canna oh yeah i love i love canna yeah i love it now mammoth p is works wonders oh man i love mammoth p yeah i yeah i was uh i was a vice chair of a committee and the uh the inventor of mammoth p was the chair colin bell and uh, yeah yeah i've known colin for many years he's very smart he's very very cool and, uh, yeah. man, that, man, that mammoth is just as far as like a, a phosphorus uptake. Oh my God. That stuff is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. Dude, I mix, <laughs> I mix mammoth, I mix mammoth and boost into my water and it's yep. just like, man, the plants fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was out hiking and I do. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And I, and I also do, um, all hand trimming as well. I don't use the machines. I don't like the way that the buds come out when it, when they look, you know, because a lot of it, to me, um, when you go to give it to your patients or whatnot, the first thing they look at, obviously, is the looks. Um, if it looks like shit, if it looks like it's been twisted up, knotted up in the machine of some sort, more than likely they're not going to be happy with it. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's a, that's an endless debate. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it with the, the machine trimming versus the hand trimming. Yeah, hand trimming is going to be better, um, but at, at scale... You know, there's, it's just not even possible. Yeah, yeah you just, yeah. yeah, it's just not possible to fucking trim up, hand trim up. <laughs> yeah. Possibly 100 pounds in a fucking week, you know? Yeah, I, I stopped hand trimming as fast as I could. It was just a, a nightmare. Um, yeah. What sort of cycles are you on? And we're just, we're just sort of diving. We're doing the, we're doing this a little bit out of order. I usually ask a bunch of generic questions, but let's just dive right in to the technical stuff. So what I want to know here is Kenny's technical proficiency. And by having a quick conversation with him, it's kind of like shop talk. It's a way for me to understand what his knowledge base is, what his experience level is, but it's also a way for would-be employers to see how technically proficient Kenny is. Can he grow? Does he know what he does he know what he knows? Can he do what he says he can do and it's a way for them to hear it directly from him before they even see him or before they even see a resume. So Kenny gets a real advantage just by participating in the podcast 
and by talking to me about just grow stuff. So that's when I do this, this is the point is I want to figure out where he's at. So let's get right back into it. And so what sort of cycles are you running? How, how frequently are you harvesting? What's your yield per plant? And then what's your average well, the, growth time? Okay. So usually in veg, I, I like to get the plants at least into 10, 10 gallon pots in yeah. veg before I put them in flower. And right now I just don't have enough light in my bedroom. So my veg is actually taking like, you know, a month and a half, two months per, you know, per, per plant. Cause I'm just running with CFLs in the veg right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, the air, the air movement and everything is definitely a key factor in that as well. You know, you can't be too yeah. humid. I think anything, anything over 55% humidity is pretty bad for the plant. Right. So my veg time is usually about a month and a half, two months. And then my flower time, uh, running with, uh, LEC 315. Okay. And, uh, those are, I mean, those are spectacular. Um, the flower time is usually about a month and a half. And then they're ready to be taken down. And I use, use a, a, like a microscope type thing that hooks onto my phone where I can Mo- see the trichomes to make sure. A month and a half or eight weeks? What, what sort of genetics are you running? Uh, uh, so. Yeah, that's crazy fast. It's, it's right in between six to nine weeks. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah that's normal. Flowered, so. Okay. Yeah. That's normal. Uh, what are you, what are you getting yield per plant? When I was growing in twenties, uh, we were getting anywhere from 16 to 22 ounces per plant. Cool. Now that we're, now that I'm running into, uh, tens and fifteens, I'm sorry, tens or thirteens, I believe. And, uh, getting about, right in between 11 to 15 ounces of plant. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. Definitely. Um, what you sort know, I of... Make sure, I make sure I top them early on and everything and keep topping them throughout the game near the whole veg cycle until I get, you know, the type of growth that I want and then we'll trans, you know, transfer them over. Yeah, you read my mind. That was my next question is what sort of physical manipulation techniques are you using? Yeah, we're making, we're making sure we're getting about roughly anywhere from 9 to 14 tops per plant. Nice. Very nice. So I'm assuming you'd like to work in a garden, you know, in a grow facility. Yeah, I can do anything. I'll do anything, literally trimming. I mean, just as long as I'm around it and doing what I love to do, I'm happy. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense given your your caregiver status and your background. I mean, three years in is kind of when you're figuring stuff out and you're sort of over the, the hardest, hardest part, which is the first year, which is usually pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. If you, if you could choose, where would you go? Retail, grow, processing. If I could choose, yeah, really, it doesn't even matter. I mean, as long as I'm in something, like honestly, it's just I don't, I don't even care as long as I do what I love to do every day. Uh, okay. Um, well, fucking, fucking throw me into the volcano, man! I'm gonna come out swinging. You know what I mean? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. Then (laughs) typically you make a resume for the job that you want and given your background as a grower, um, I would probably make your resume for a grow position. One, because you probably come in at a higher pay rate and you're going to have, 
Uh, well, you don't have to deal with customers, which everybody that works in customer service <laughs> can tell you what dealing with other people is like. So it mostly would be in production, you know, dealing with the garden. And yeah. you might as well put the three years that you've put into use. And I think that that would give you the best shot at, at landing a job. Um, okay. Would you, how far would you travel? Would you relocate? What's your, what's your thoughts on all that? Oh, well, right now I'm in the process of, I mean, I've already got a pre-approval for a home. Okay. I just need a steady paycheck and ironworks doesn't provide that because you're constantly being laid off. I mean, you move from one job to the next one job to be in Kalamazoo and a week later you're in fucking Detroit working, you know, it's just like, gotcha. Kind of hard to do anything if you're always traveling as far as work goes for like, literally, I mean, I could work here in Battle Creek one day and the very next day be sent out to Lansing or sent out to Chicago or, wow. Um, I, I mean, I've gone to Lipstick, Ohio for work. I mean, it's just simply getting laid off, constantly bugging the unemployment office. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind going to school because we go to school for 50 hours a week every three months. And, you know, we pay our own tuition. We have to buy our, all of our own tools, all of our own PPE. You know, then you got on top of that, you got the union dues, which is 35, 50 a month. And if you're not paying those, you're not working. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind going to school. I don't mind learning more. I mean, I can deal with customers. I can, you know, I've got really good people skills. I can make people laugh. I enjoy working with people. I'm a good, I'm a good hand when it comes to teamwork. I'm, uh, you know, I can do, I, I hand mix all of my soil. Gotcha. Um, I measure, I, I measure everything out as far as water goes and everything. I mean, I'm, I use a stir stick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mix up all the water myself. I just make sure the pH is right. Make sure the temp is right. So you're kind of like a. You're kind of like a free agent in a couple of regards. So I'm just, well, you know, there's a grow facility in Lansing that is hiring mm-hmm. and I've met their executive team a couple times. I like them. I'm going to be talking to their master grower probably in about a week and a half. And I'm really curious to see where he's at, you know, just, just to talk to him. You know, I love talking to growers and uh, yeah. they're still in the build out, but I did a walk through their facility last week. It's about, it's, it's a 30,000 square foot facility. They'll have recreational that, and they've, you know, of course they've got medical. I'm pretty sure that they're doing, um, they're doing a drip system into grow stone, you know, just the, just the grow cubes. Yeah. That may, that may be an option. You know, there's, there's places around Battle Creek. I mean, give me some idea of like where, you know, where you want to be or what you want to do. I mean, I love your, your enthusiasm, just like, fuck it. I'll just do whatever I just want in. I, that that's great. But you know, like Traverse city, Grand Rapids, Battle, like what are your preferences? I mean, a 45 minute drive to work isn't too bad. I did it. You know, I did an hour and a half drive for actually two and a half hour drive to work every day for three weeks when I was working in uh, Detroit. Um, Traveling isn't really that bad. It's it's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, I can do it. Okay. They need me to help deliver, you know, batches in a fucking armored vehicle. I'll do it. You know, I don't mind. I just, I guess I'd need the training for firearms then, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, different um, different companies will do, have different different things, you know, but just looking at your, looking at your resume, you've got different OSHA certifications. I mean, a big part of working in cannabis is working in a compliant, a regulatory compliant environment, which I'm, you know, I've, I've never really been on an iron working site, but I imagine that there's 
OSHA safety officers and compliance and all sorts of stuff that goes on. So that's, that's really good for you. I mean, here's the thing, Kenny, I, I think that your background and growing your, your background professionally, you could probably go in anywhere you wanted. So it's, it's just like, where do you want to go? I mean, if 45 minute drive, isn't a big deal. Okay, cool. But a 10 minute drive is better than 45 minutes. So it's oh, just, yeah. Definitely. yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of finding out, you know, what your, what your interests are. I think that your, your best bet. And the thing is, is once you're, once you're a part of a company, then you can expand and you can go and do other things. It's really just getting in. And I think the, the right. best bet is getting in at a growth facility. The one thing that you're going to run into is if you're, you know what, I'll need to do a follow-up on this. Growth facilities have to have a caregiver of at least two years. But if you work at a grow facility, then you have to give up your caregiver card. What I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. My, okay. My, uh, my, my card actually expired in March. Yeah. Yeah. So did mine. I didn't renew it. And uh, I yeah, didn't renew right. it because the, you know, we've got recreational. So, you know, why yeah. bother? But also the rules, if you, if you run afoul of, the Medical Marijuana Act of 2008, then the penalties are quite stiff. If you run afoul of the uh, Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, then it's a it's relatively nothing, if if not nothing at all. So I let mine go. It, yeah, it's just not worth the risk. Uh, okay, well, if that's, you know, I've talked to some guys and they're like, no, there's no way I give up my caregiver card. And I'm like, well, you may not be able to work in one of these growth facilities. So I don't know if, the registered caregiver, if everybody has to give up their card to work there or if it's just one guy. So that's just my own curiosity. I'll, I'll find that out. But if that's a non-issue for you, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not an issue for me. Okay. Uh, what what questions do you have for me? Do they offer extensive training as far as like maybe a botanist goes? Like would they be willing to, if I was willing to take the job, would they be willing to put me through school or? Um, any type of uh, special training, specialty training, I don't mind. Like, I just, I want to get into it and I want to die head first. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great question. And I can't speak in general. Different companies are going to do different things. The company that I'm thinking about, Lake Life Farms over in Diamonddale, they've built out a dedicated room for education and training, which may be, that they bring in consultants, you know, subject matter experts in and do in-house trainings there. Um, it just made me a place to do staff trainings. But I would, that's something that I would bring up in in the interview and say, you know, this is something that's important to me. I want to build my resume and, and build my skill base. What are you guys doing to enrich enrich my skills? That's That's a fantastic question. And there are resources that I can point you at that you you're probably aware of, you know, Ed Rosenthal's book. And then there's Jorge Cervantes book and you can read them. They'll help you become a better grower, but more often than not, a lot of, a lot of the experience is going to be firsthand, you know, being in the garden and making the adjustment, doing, doing a light stress technique and on one plant and not doing it in another and seeing if that changes the yield. So I, th I think that the continued education and the training and the development of the craft and the skill is paramount. I think that every company should be thinking about that. 
Unfortunately, there are no standards across the cannabis industry like there is an iron working or the electric union or automakers. There's no standards. So where you could take your union card probably anywhere within within the state. I don't I don't know about the country because I don't know about the union. I mean, I don't know about how that works, but you could take you could take your credential anywhere across the state and they would say, oh, OK, Kenny knows how to do these things because he's at this level. That type of that type of uh, card carrying certification doesn't exist in the industry at this point. It needs to. And I hope that it does. And that's something that that myself and quite a few other organizations are pushing for. But that's 10, 15 years away. So the best thing that you can do is have that conversation in the interview with whoever you're talking to and find out if they'll do a tuition reimbursement for maybe some classes at uh, Michigan State or if they would bring in a, a consultant every quarter to do specialized trainings, you know. Maybe Colin Bell or someone from his team could come in and, and talk about the the nutrient uptake facilitation process and how to how to better utilize some of the plant biology. So there's not a I, I wish that I could say, yeah, go do this, Kenny, because that's the way to do it. That doesn't exist yet. So it's just gonna be right. you just asking them. But I, I would absolutely ask him. And then, you know, I recommend everybody Come to the interview, come prepared with questions, write them down, type them out, and just grill the shit out of the human resources manager or the executives or whoever and, uh, and, and get the answers because the, the more knowledgeable you are, the, the higher value you are and the better job opportunities that you'll have. That was right. a really good question for sure. Right, definitely. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, being in the union that I'm in, yeah, my OSHA 30, OSHA 50 looks good on paper and everything, but I can't transfer that to, say, a carpenter's job or uh, anywhere where there's another union. I can't join another union for two years after I get out of the one I'm in. Really? So, so all of my certifications, all that shit have to fire before I can join another union. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we, so, don't, I mean, have, not, uh, not, we don't have unions in cannabis in Michigan, so I think you're okay on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, everything's so brand new still, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, if I can, if I can learn some shit and process a little bit of my job, I'm happy. Yeah, is there any type of company that you want to work for, like a mom and pop or like a corporate? Like, what's what's your ideal company that you'd like to work at? Well, honestly, man, I'm all open. Really, um, <laughs> you're. The, I wouldn't yeah. mind getting into something big just because of the of the possibility of advancement. Hmm. I would like to get in something big, but if I have to go and, you know, help out a family at a farm or some shit just to, just to get some more time under my belt, I will, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, you're, you're too easy of a customer, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that, that opens you up to all sorts of opportunities. But yeah. I mean, as far as like, if I can get into uh, production to where I'm, Maybe just, you know, I'm the guy to, to mix up all the soil or I'm the guy that uh, the pH is the water or mixes the nutrients or, I mean, I'm really good at measurements. I'm really good at. 
what Kenny is talking about is what we call a nutrient mixologist. There's other titles for it, but that's what we call it. And basically it's somebody that will go in, mix all the nutrients. It's a, it's a simple job, but it is a critical job. And it's one that requires consistency and precision. The fact that Kenny is interested in this job is very good for him because it's an integral part of operations. There's a lot of job security and there'll be a lot of job options with a nutrient mixologist position, but also it's something that he would be part of the core core of operations in that as he spends more time doing the job, then he's going to learn more about the entire facility. And as far as cultivation, you know, growing, this is the, it's like a carpenter knowing how to swing a hammer. Any grower, any level has to know how to do this. And they have to be able to do it in an efficient and proficient way. Because as you'll, as you'll see, it, when it's not done right, it, it can cost a lot of time and money. But also, if it's not done properly, then it could kill plants and it could mess up pr production schedules, which could jeopardize the facility. So this is, this is really cool. I, I went and talked to my mom about Kenny and him pursuing this position in Lake Life Farms. And I thought, oh man, what a cool opportunity for him. And the fact that he's interested in, in that position is really, really good. So if you can't tell I'm excited about this, I think that, I think that's just a great spot. And, uh, I was stoked to continue having this conversation with Kenny. So let's get back to it. Figuring out what needs what. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I'm not that are... great at identifying uh, like phosphate issues or oh, okay. nutrient deficiencies. I'm not that great at, um, at that, but I'm a hell of a grunt. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but those, uh, those jobs, there's no trivial jobs in cannabis. And the guy that goes in and I, I made a video and when I edit it, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on YouTube and I'll send it to you. And we're walking around this facility and they've got the rooms with, they've got the veg rooms with the trays and people are oohing and eyeing about all that. And then we walked into this room and it had like these, it had 2000 gallon per day RO machines mounted on the wall. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of water. Cool. And yeah. then they had like 2000, like gallon drums. And I was like, those are sweet. And they had like these huge sump pumps. They were probably, oh my God, they were probably like, I mean, they were, they were as big as my arm. I didn't look at the GPM on them, but they were, they were huge sump pumps. I mean, I mean, they were like the size of a spare tire. They were huge. And I was like, whoa, the head pressure on those, those are sick. Like I'm geeking out about all this like stuff that nobody cares about. Everybody's like, oh, cool. It's a room with, big water taste in it. Oh my like, God. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be in your shoes, man. I'd be yeah. like, Ooh, ah, can I go play in that motherfucker? I know. And like I said, I, I turned the camera around and I said, this is my favorite room without a doubt. They've got mixing <laughs> tanks and shit. Like, Oh, it's so cool. And they, the way they've got it piped is that it'll just, you, you'll mix the solution. And then when it's, when it's buffered and it's all good to go, you just turn on the pump and it just pumps it up up the wall, across the ceiling, into whatever room, whatever phase of flowering you want to irrigate. And I was like, oh, my God, this is some awesome infrastructure. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I'm, yeah that, you know, I'm, I'm also pretty good at uh, figuring out the way to make things a little bit easier for the worker. You know, um, yeah. 
like with me mixing up soil for three fucking straight years, man, there was times I was, you know, spending six, seven hours mixing all the soil up by hand. And that's, that's just, that's just time and soil that, you know, I'm putting in, you know, once or twice every couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been thinking of ways of creating some kind of a drum with a fucking, like a bicycle chain and <laughs> all that shit. Yep. You know, welding some fucking, welding some dividers in there so it mixes everything up pretty good. Yeah. Like, I've just been, you know. It's so much work. You know, it's it's so much physical work being in a garden and it, and people that haven't been in a garden don't really know that. You know, it's it's a, it's a lot of work. And there's the science part of it, which is mix a solution, put this chemical and this chemical in, bring it to this level of, of concentration or parts per million or EC or however you do it, make the concentrate concentration this strong, and then adjust the pH. And if you fuck it up, then you got to dump the whole thing and start over, which is a real bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. Or you got to add some more to it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, which will throw off the parts, per, which will throw off your parts per million if you if you start changing it too much. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, cool. That's the science. That's just eighth, ninth grade science stuff. There's, there's yep. no art to it. That's just hardcore science. And then there's the art side of it. But the problem is, is that if I'm too tired from doing all this physical work that I maybe don't have to do, I'm, if I'm carrying buckets of water instead of pumping buckets of water, by the time it comes to learn the craft and the art, I'm too damn tired. I'm just like, oh, God, okay, they're, they're alive. Cool. All right, I'm going to bed. So <clears throat> what I've seen is the, the teams that are doing the best – are the are the leaders that go, hey, look, I know how to fundraise. I know how to set up corporate structure. I know how to build a facility and and get us all licensed. But that's that's where my skill set ends. I need a guy that knows how to design the place. I need a guy that knows how to run the place. I need a guy. So they assemble teams. And what happens more often than not is the 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 leaders, the executives and the owners are like, oh, you know about growing and oh I didn't know I didn't know that I should put an extra mixing pump in there to keep the solution mixing that way it doesn't doesn't fall out of solution or, or doesn't denature. Yeah, I mean even even the simple thing is putting air stones at the bottom of it. Just right. to keep that shit mixing. Right, exactly. And so really it's more just about finding what what fits you, your lifestyle, and finding a place that fits your personality, your communication style. And that you guys have a good cultural fit because those are the biggest things that they're going to have a direct impact on your quality of life. So I've got, I've got, I've got a place in mind. We're going to redo your resume and then I'll make an introduction. I think that it'd be a good fit. So I made an amateur oopsie in the next few seconds. You're going to hear a beep. It's my phone beeping in. Probably not yours. What a rookie mistake. All right, back to the podcast. Here we go. Knowing what I know about about Lake Life Farms, I think it would be a good fit. I do. I think that the timetable is probably a little bit longer than you like just because they've got uh, rafters going up. They've got... You know, it's it's not an operational facility yet, so they're still in their build their build out phase. But that's something where you could still 
you could come on board and provide insight and value based on your growing experience and, and be part of that too. So I think there's a good opportunity there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good timing for sure. Yeah. Where's that, where's that facility coming up at? Yeah. It's in uh, Diamonddale, which is basically uh, just like, you know how there's Springfield and there's Battle Creek. It's like yeah. Lansing and then there's Diamonddale. So it's on the, it's on the Western side of Lansing right off, okay. uh, right off 96 and uh, 66. 90, no, 96 and 69. It's right by that that interchange there. Okay. So it's pretty easy to get to from the highway. Um, and it's, you know, central Michigan. So are you are you in Battle Creek or are you in Wixom? Yeah, I'm from Battle Creek. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, I mean, if you were going to stay in Battle Creek, then... What's that? No, I was talking to my girlfriend. Oh. She asked me. Gotcha. What I wanted to eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I'm just ready to, like I said, I'm just ready to jump into a new career. Like, I got an ironwork before I had a girlfriend. Um, so I was willing to travel to all parts of the country, yeah. including um, internationally. No kidding. But, uh, you know, I got a girlfriend now, and I would like to start a family eventually, but yeah. I need I need something that is steady work. I need something that I can always depend on. Yeah. Like if I show up on time, I want to be able to work, not get sent home because it's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, working in a garden, there are days where there's heavy days where it's like, okay, I'm going to be here for 16 hours. And then there's times where it's like, okay, I'm going to be here and you know, I'll be here for two or three hours and then I'm done. Um, but that's forecasting. Y you can know like, okay, this week is Tuesday and Thursday are going to be kind of slow days. And then the back end is going to be longer days because it's just a normal growth cycle. But you know that, you know, running your own, yeah. your own garden. Um, yeah. I know that, I know that they want to run a, a pretty lean and efficient facility. I mean, if there's nothing to do, then they don't want anybody around there, but there's always something to do. And I think that right. having clear communication with with the lead grower and 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 knowing okay you know maybe i don't need to come in tuesday because there's nothing to do or maybe you know, i mean just just really having that communication about what's happening in the garden um right but I, it, it's not going to be weeks on end where you're going to be off work which is which is good yeah i mean i'll do if i'm say i'm taking i'm in the the gardener taking care of everything and Say there's nothing to do on a Wednesday. I'll even come in and fucking clean on a Wednesday. I don't even care. I just want to be there. I want to do, stay busy. You know, like put in all the time, all the effort I possibly can into something I love doing. And yeah, if it involves cleaning for a day, I'll fucking do it. I don't even care. Oh, that's a big part of it too. That oh my god, you know that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of the cure. As far as bugs or um, mold or mildew or anything like that, like. Dirty gardens, yep. <laughs> they cause problems. Oh yeah, dude. What, like, what I, if you were to come over and see what what we had going on, man? You'd be like, "Holy shit, this is in a basement." Nice. Like, I mean, we you know dropped twenty grand on fucking drywall and wood and everything, building up the rooms to be one hundred percent airtight. 
field. Yeah. You know, you know, on that note, so the, the resume, we're going to want to highlight your growing background. We're going to want to talk about exactly what you just said, which is designing and building in an airtight room in, in a house that's not supposed to be airtight, you know? So that's something in and of itself. So. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, we'll, we'll do everything to put the flashlights on the outside of the walls, pointing towards the walls. And then we'll go in and shut all the lights off and make sure there is not a single, <laughs> single bit of light coming in the room. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, so what we'll want to do is translate all of, all of what that is into, into, you know, one or two page resume. That's easy to, easy to understand where it's like design implemented and operated, uh, you know, whatever square foot your grow is oversaw production of what, you know, you're, you're in soil, have these harvest cycles, hit these target yields per plant consistently. So it's really just translating everything about growing into a resume, which is really interesting because never in my lifetime did I think that I would be translating what I did or anybody else did as a grower into a resume. Like that's just still a mind blower to me. Um, But that's what I would do. Your, your work experience as as an iron worker, I think is, is an anchor. It's, it's really good without a doubt. Uh, But we definitely want to focus on the compliance and on the effort that it takes to do the to do the iron work, and then we want to really highlight your your growing, what you've learned, yeah, and um, and kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Um, you know, another thing I can add is working fifty plus hours a week in iron work, and then coming home and doing <laughs> you know four hours, five hours a day just in the grow room. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's an, an insane amount of work it, in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And especially in the beginning when it takes even more work to build and get stuff going and then it, then a crop fails or you get bugs mm-hmm. or you get mold and you go, oh, shit, I didn't know that humidity was a thing. Okay. Now I have to go and deal with this and solve these problems. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, then, you, then you pop open the CO2 bag and the neem oil and start spraying, right? Yeah, it's just well, yeah, but also, yeah, you hit it on the head there too. It's like, okay, well, we have powder and mildew. What do we do? Well, first of all, we figure out what is going on in the environment, why we have powder and mildew, and we solve that problem first of all. And then, given what the goals are, given what the regulations are, the, these are the things I do to remediate that, like. Spider mite mitigation, spider mite pre- prevention. I mean, all of it. Yeah, like aphids, all that stuff. And <clears throat> have you had, have you had any spider mites? Have you had any experience with bugs of any type? Yeah, I have. Um, that's why we went with the the, uh, the neem oil because it's all organic. It's 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 safe for the bugs. They will definitely do it in the dark. I mean, you spray. You don't want right. to burn your plants. The lights coming on. <laughs> and you got all those bags of glasses all over the leaves. <laughs> but yeah, we spray with uh, neem oil. We get the bottom side of every single leaf, every single plant. We get the pots around the pots. We spray the fucking walls. Like we'll do everything to prevent any type of bug or mildew from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's something to talk about too. Preventative measures in the garden. 
you know, to, to stave off some of those, some of those issues, you know, that's really the, the point in the resume is just to get the attention of the hiring manager and to demonstrate that, you know, about growing. So, yeah. and that's, that's something that we can definitely help you do. What, what does your schedule look like the rest of the week? Wednesday, Thursday, pretty much all open. My girl's birthday is on Friday. We're not quite sure what we got planned. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much open for the rest of the week. I'm not, I haven't talked to my business agents yet about going back to work. I've been off to work for a couple of months now because of the pandemic and right. the possibility of bringing home, you know, bringing something back to my mother because that's where I'm staying right now so I can take yeah. care of her. Yeah. The possibility of even bringing the common cold back to her is just, I don't want it. I don't want it there. Gotcha. Then I will have a talk with my mom and see where she's at. I think what we'll do is we'll just do another call and she's probably just going to ask you a ton of questions about growing and probably walk through the resume with you. And we're just going to reformat this whole thing and make it grower focused. And then when that's done, I am going to make an introduction and see if we can get you an interview uh, over in Diamonddale. I think it may be a good fit. I like those guys. I've known you forever, so you're cool in my book. And uh, yeah, man, I know it's still. Yeah. Oh no, I have no, I have no doubt about that. It was, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I had a podcast before this, and the guy blew me off. And I said, okay, well, you're lost, buddy. I mean, there's a line of people that that need help that are serious. And I said, well, I'm going to be getting on the phone with Kenny, and I have no doubt that he's going to do everything that he says he's going to do. So that guy's loss and your guys' gain. So here we go. And That's right, man. yeah. It's uh, it, it's night and day between talking to you and not talking to that other guy, and uh, good fucking riddance to him. So <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, everything happens for a reason. You know, fate decides itself. So for sure. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Thanks for thanks for participating in the podcast and reaching out. I'm really excited because you're a grower, and you know we're the people you're the people that we're really focused on helping because we're growers and we want to help growers. So I'm really excited to go and talk to her about your resume and your background because it, it's what we like to do. And then I will send you an email with some times and days kind of just see what works for you. And then we'll dive into putting a professional grower resume together and let's get you a job in the cannabis industry. This is exciting. Man, I'm fucking excited already. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enjoy your evening and uh, hopefully your mom as well. And we'll be in touch in, I'll send you an email in a couple hours tonight. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, talk to you later, Kenny. All right, Matt. Have a good one, buddy. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Happy to. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That is cool. This is the after interview review and we're going to talk about Kenny. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, I really, I do. I love this podcast. I just love it because I get to talk to so many different people that have different approaches and different mindsets. And Kenny was unique. He's like, I don't fucking care. I just wanted the industry, like whatever. <laughs> like, all right, well, that's cool. <laughs> you know, some people are, uh, they're like, I want to do this specific job. And I need to live in this geographic area. 
And Kenny's like, no, I don't care where it is or what it is. I just want in. I hate my fucking job. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. But, you know, I, I, I've had conversations with him bef- before this, and I know a little bit more about his operation. Kenny's one of those guys that he may be a caregiver in his basement, which people discount that. And I, I think that's a mistake to, to say, oh, well, something that comes out of someone's house is subpar or unsafe or anything. That's, that's hogwash, first of all. But Kenny is still in the very early part of, of a, a caregiver journey. But he's at that point where he's starting to get technically, technically proficient and he's seen what making the investment in the garden and learning and upskilling has brought him. So I think that Kenny would do very well underneath a master grower who's, you know, maybe got a decade or more of experience. And he asked a really good question about ongoing education and learning. And a lot of that's going to happen on the job for now. And that's really where it should. I mean, the the schools that are offering degrees, if it's not any, if it's not something that is a technical degree, like a, a science-based degree working in a laboratory or something like that, but any of the schools that are offering degrees that don't have a, a lab, a practical, where you as a student could go and actually touch a plant, then you're wasting your money. Don't do it. The, the, the schools aren't there yet. It's just not there yet. Don't do it. Come to us, get a job, work in the industry, and learn the skills on the job. That's how it's done for now. But he asked a really good question about the continued education and if companies would make commitments to like like lifelong learning credits or I don't know how, how that would work. But I think that's important. And for the business owners out there, that's something to consider. And I think that there's probably a, a lot of interest in something like that. So having a plan as part of the business plan of saying, hey, this is what we're going to do to upskill you and to, to, to increase your knowledge base, I think that'd be very attractive for cannabis talent. And Kenny is definitely, he falls into the, the, the skilled labor category for sure because, you know, he's, he's a tradesman. And he's also in the trades of cultivating cannabis. So I think that with just a a refocusing of his resume, and uh, I think that he'd be a great asset to any company. So if you would like help getting in the cannabis industry, you can reach out to us at contact at rcannabis.org. That's contact at ourcannabis.org. Send an email, send your resume, and just say, hey, I have questions I need help. Will you help me? And the answer is yes, absolutely. And then you can always reach us in studio at 616-206-3240, Tuesdays through Thursdays, Eastern Standard Time, noon to 2 p.m. That's 616-206-3240. This has been Matt Hoffman with the Weedworks podcast, where it's blunt talk about working in the marijuana field. Give us a call if you want to work in cannabis because we look forward to seeing you in the marijuana field. Bye-bye.